0: Our first review of the day is going to be for the poker face poker face which is a peacock original this is starring natasha leone um and natasha this is a series created by also by ryan johnson ryan johnson who i just previously stated uh fame of creating Mm -hmm. the last jedi also the knives out films um he also did a bunch of smaller films as well like brick um which i absolutely love that movie that's a movie starring Mm -hmm. joseph gordon levitt which actually he makes a appearance in this series as well um in this uh peacock original show so you have the titular character um, Uh, who's played by Natasha Lyonne, who has this uncanny ability. She can tell when anybody is lying. Um, She just looks at them, and then they Mm -hmm. say something, and she can automatically just say bullshit. She can just call out bullshit just Mm -hmm. like that, Um, and she's just this weird kind of supernatural ability. And she kind of uses it to her effect, you know, kind of going around in this kind of cross-country type trip because she's on the run, Mm -hmm. as you see in the beginning of the first episode uh, from these mobsters. And she's kind of going around even though she's not a detective she's just some random woman going around kind of solving these murders um, it's almost kind of like you would you would start to think she would start to realize like wait a minute am I like the angel of death because every time I interact with <laughs> these people uh, somebody ends up dead it's like that is just not normal uh, what, whatsoever <laughs> to have this many people that you interact with end up dead um, you would think that would be some sign or something but uh, I, I, I guess not um, so she just ends up you know coming across these people in her journey uh, when she's kind of on the run um, and mm-hmm. then end up kind of solving these things. Um, the, very much, I was looking up about the show. So, uh, very much the style of this show um, is very much reminiscent of something like you would see, like Columbo. Um, if you've ever seen Columbo, <laughs> uh, Columbo was a show that premiered way back. It was, I think, back in the 90s, was that show, Columbo. Uh, it starred Peter Folk. And mm-hmm. uh, it was about this guy. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah, Columbo was, Columbo was like the 60s. It, w- it was like a uh 1971 oh, is 1970.
0: when it first aired. Wow, 19 okay, so way back. Okay.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, and and something that Columbo was famous for because everybody knows uh knows of course the Agatha Christie style of uh who done it stuff like murder she wrote. But Columbo it was all about the how catch him. You would always see the murder, the the killer, everything that led up to the titular, the focused murder in every episode. And the whole fun of the show was the how catch him is how, how uh, Columbo, or in this case, Charlie catches every single one of these killers.
0: Yeah. Um, that's yeah, that's the setup here. Um, and it's mm-hmm. very similar. Like when you watch the show, it's, it's, it's on Peacock. Uh, it's a Peacock original. Mm-hmm. But if you ever watch like back when USA used to do shows like psych or monk, um even maybe something like burn notice uh which is funny enough they actually show an episode of burn notice in the show when like uh benjamin bratt's character he's at a a, like some shitty motel and they have burn notice playing on the tv it's very much like case of the week you know each each Mm -hmm. week she's got a new case new thing to deal with and that's very much how those shows were those shows very much like case of the week every new week there's a new case um and Mm -hmm. and new things kind of going on and and i think you know if you like that kind of style of tv this would be something for you um i was a fan of those type of shows you know like psych and monk i'd watch those shows get into them um they were fun shows you know they're fun little detective shows Mm -hmm. that you would watch you know again like i said you know something that's you know a little loose um you know they always had like a quirky thing about them. like with monk's character he was like had severe ocd so you know Mm -hmm. what i mean that but he was also a genius detective on top of that with in psych you had uh that character where you know he pretended to be psychic um and solve cases with the, you know, the police department, um, you know, mm-hmm. so her, her, her thing is, like, like I said, she's got this uncanny ability to tell when people are lying, um, so she's, she as a normal person is trying to go around and stop and, and kind of, uh, solve these cases, and sometimes she doesn't always, you know, get justice in some cases, mm-hmm. because she just can't, because she has no real authority here, <laughs>
1: Yeah, and that's something that I think is a fun subversion because Ryan Johnson, something that he loves to do in all of his things and every one of his projects, is to kind of subvert expectations. And you hear Detective Show, you hear that uh, <clears throat> that uh, Natasha Leone is going to be this uh, this like this uh, crime solver week to week, and you think every episode ends with her physically catching the killer. They don't. More often than not, she's just setting the setting everything in motion for the actual killer to get caught.
0: Yeah, you know, try to set them up, trying to get them to reveal themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny how she kind of moved throughout the show. And let people know to touch she was in things like Origins the New Black. Uh, she was kind of big mm-hmm. in that show. Um, she was also big in the show that is on Netflix. Uh, what's that show called? Um, oh,
1: Russian. Uh, Ball. Uh, yeah, Russian. Yeah, Russian Doll, a show she uh, co-created, executive produced, writes and directs for.
0: Oh wow! I didn't know she did all that for the uh, Russian Doll. Yeah. Um, I hear this show is amazing too. Uh, Russian Doll. <laughs> um, so yeah. So you know, oftentimes she doesn't really have any authority to do anything. It's funny how she can you know push upon these people because normally you think that the people just sound like, well, I don't got to listen to you. What the fuck? I ain't got to show you footage. I ain't gotta, <laughs> you know what I mean. I ain't got to do any of this. You know what I mean? But you know, it's like okay. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's like it's like it was a fun thing every time she asked. Where most characters just tell her to fuck off.
0: Yeah, because it's like I don't have to answer your question. Like, what the fuck, you know? I what what mean, the like, what are you? Yeah, but uh, so that's kind of always funny to kind of <laughs> see stuff like that. Um. And, you know, this being kind of a case of the week type thing, you have people come in, like you'll see a huge, you know, cast of, you know, uh, actors coming in mm-hmm. in each episode. You see the trailer, like you'll have, have a huge list of people coming in, like you have Nick mm-hmm. Nolte, you got Josh scord you have, um, uh, Benj- uh, like I said, I mentioned Benjamin Bratt, um, I mentioned Adrian Brody's okay. in this, um, you have Chloe Savini, uh, you have uh, Judith Light, uh, Little Real Howery's in this, Ron Perlman's in this, Stephanie Hughes in this. Um, Stephanie Shu, I'm sorry, from uh, everything. Yeah, right. dude, dude. yeah,
1: Academy Award nominee Stephanie Shu, thank you very much.
0: Yeah, you know, so like you have a bunch, a bunch of, you know, uh, Tim Blake Nelson, you got a bunch of actors who come in um, throughout mm-hmm. these episodes, and each, I mean, I think they do a really good job you know, bringing these actors in and in and, and, and the roles that they delivered. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick Nolte, uh, he comes in, I don't know if that's just Nick Nolte 24-7 or that's real Nick Nolte, I don't know if that's <laughs> acting anymore or what, but you know, he
1: kind of who's just kind of bitter, kind of a recluse, just wants to shut himself off in his shed, work on his projects, and is kind of an alcoholic. No, that's not inspired by Nick Nolte at all.
0: Yeah. Uh, what were some of your thoughts uh, on Poker Face?
1: Poker Face, it watching it it reminded me a lot of those those like case of the week shows that i loved growing up it reminded me a lot of stuff like monk of stuff like burn notice in that you got a very different even though this is uh this keeps a very consistent feel for every episode every setting every uh cast of characters they bring a different flavor to it that keeps it interesting that keeps it from from growing stale like every episode and Ryan Johnson said this in uh, in an interview about this that every episode was kind of like this deep dive into this little pocket of America that you might not normally see. Like you get an episode that is uh, that's about like a Texas barbecue scene you get uh, a peek at a like a middle America retirement community you get like the punk scene in an episode which is one of my favorite ones.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting uh, outlook. Yeah, you do kind of get, as like I said, she's traveling cross-country uh, because the reason she's on the run is, you know, she had a situation with her friend. Um, her friend ended up being murdered um, <clears throat> by uh, the people who own the casino that they ber- both work at. And, you know, she, again, doing her thing, you know, being this master of, you know, being able to detect when people are lying, she figures it out. Um, then she ends up on, you know, on the run from these uh, these owners of this casino and, you know, that's what kind of, you know, brings her into mm-hmm. this kind of uh, mix with all these other different cast of characters meeting all these kind of different mm-hmm. people. Um, and you say one of your favorite episodes was the punk rock episode, the episode with Chloe Cervini, mm-hmm. uh who's in it, uh, where they play like this, uh, like, loser heavy metal band. Uh,
1: there it is. <laughs> Yeah, this this. Yeah, This loser heavy metal band that is way past their prime, they were kind of a one hit wonder, and the one hit only benefited the, one of the former members of it.
0: Yeah, and she's like all the other members, they're just doing you know kind of basic jobs. She's working at like it seems like, like a Home Depot or something like that. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, that was that was kind of a good episode. Like I said, they do the style where you see the murder first, so they set that up like you know, here's of these characters, here is the murder. Then it goes back and shows you Natasha Leone, who plays a character named Charlie. That's her. Uh, that's her name. Mm-hmm. And you see how she's, you know, a part of this as well, and and where she was um, amongst this, and how she almost mm-hmm. also uh, witnessed the murder. Um, so you kind of see that, and and her style is very much also like very Columbo esque. You see her like in her, you know, movements and her mannerisms. Like she'll do this thing where you see in the show where she'll kind of put her head down and she'll kind of scratch her head. You know what I mean? When she's kind of asking. <laughs> question or she'll tilt her head or something like that. That is very much, you know, kind of like if you watch Columbo, that is kind of something like he would do. He would, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, wait a minute. One more question. I just got one more thing to ask you. You know, it's always one more question. You know what I mean? He got eight more questions after that. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it's never just one more. And I, I found that pretty good. Um, how did you like her um, in as this titular character?
1: Well, um, much like any of these uh, Case of the Week type shows, it is going to be what makes or break it breaks it is going to be the presence and charisma of your lead actor and Natasha Lyonne nails it here and I've and I feel like Leon was kind of caught in the middle of that like late 90s boom of teen comedies where everybody else kind of went on to bigger and better things but she was like the one holdout she kind of just kept going along in a lot of smaller projects until Russian doll really blew up. And that's when people started to take notice of Leon where it's like, Oh my God, she's way more talented than a lot of people are giving her credit for. And she has such a great uh, screen presence every second she's on.
0: Mm. Was Russian doll, was that before orange is the new black? Cause I feel like orange is the new black was really more of bigger for her coming out mm-hmm. party. I think. Oh,
1: oh so, yeah. Oh, orange is a new black was before that. That's my bad.
0: Yeah Uh, because yeah I feel like yeah that was bigger to get people to to really you know recognize to recognize her all over again um in in that big series um but yeah um I mean she's been in the game for a while now like you said I mean a big movie that she was in was back in the 90s you mentioned was in you know the late 90s 1999 but I'm a cheerleader Mm -hmm. um she was in then that was a big you know teen romantic comedy back in the day um Mm -hmm. yeah and you said her presence is is really great um you know you know, just her personality. You know, she's got kind of this this voice that's very like a very distinctive voice that she has, kind of this smoky, kind of raspy, <laughs> kind of voice.
1: Yes, uh, I. Yes, I. Th- I, th- I think in conversations with people about the show, I've dubbed it the the I've been chain smoking every single day for the last forty years kind of rasp.
0: Mm. Yeah, and then even her fashion choices in this show, like all the kind of different fashion choices that she had <laughs> throughout the show, is also very interesting. But yeah, um, and you know, she truly, you know, this character does care about people, does want to see the best, <laughs> and you know, it kind of sucks when in some cases where she can't, you know, get the justice she wants, and sometimes, and she kind of has to let people go, um, and and, <laughs> and that's always kind of sometimes disappointing. There, um, what did you think about the, you know, the different cast of, uh, you know these famous actors kind of coming through these episodes. what do you think about that?
1: I think kind of an appeal of the show and why they were able to get such a, such an, a just rotating door of the absolute heavy hitters for most of these episodes is because a, you're working with a, with a producer like Ryan Johnson, who he is kind of that new hotness a little bit, especially with the Knives Out movies where they have this in, sane amount of critical acclaim he's always this really fascinating director and screenwriter to work with and you get to just come in for an episode you get to play with the character and get to stretch a lot more than I think a lot of actors kind of don't get to when they have this big, long commitment to a project. You get a lot of range out of actors that I had kind of overlooked a little bit with uh, certain guest appearances, like uh, Simon Helberg, who was on uh, who was on the big bang theory. And I think he's great as a recurring character here. You get a little bit more range from a guy like Charles Melton, who kind of gets, gets thrown into that uh teen heartthrob role from a lot of stuff like riverdale and and i think my absolute favorite episode where you get a david casaneda who's like a conflicted a motel owner in uh i think the penultimate episode the one with joseph gordon levitt
0: Mm, yeah yeah i really liked a lot of the you know kind of rotating different you know revolving door of different kind of uh you know Mm -hmm. big big-time actors that are coming through uh just doing one episode the freedom like you said that allows us to come out and do one episode then then head out (laughs) um it's very good um did uh and you mentioned Simon Hilberg you know he was like this FBI agent come in he's got a nice little bit in here um I don't think there's any really one bad one really of, of you know somebody mm. who uh comes in um you know shout out to tim blake nelson he's not playing a racist this time so you know good on him <laughs> um you know and, hey, hey, it's
1: been, it's been a while since tim blake nelson has played a racist i still think he should have won an uh won an emmy for Watchmen. uh
0: well uh he was uh, racist in the guillermo De, you didn't did you see guillermo De uh show on netflix
1: Ah oh, fuck! I missed that. Yeah, yeah he, I didn't see Cabinet of Curiosities. Yeah,
0: he was a racist. In that. <laughs> he was a racist on that. Uh, but uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I very much appreciate that. Like this show, uh, like I said, it's something that you could see if you ever watched the, that that block of lineup on the USA Network. Uh, what was the tagline <laughs> they used? Um, I forgot the tagline. Oh, was it? Uh, fuck. Uh, I forgot the exact. Yeah, one. It was USA's
1: what? It, what was it? It was their Friday night rotation.
0: Yeah, I forgot what exactly, uh, you know, uh, what their slogan was that they would have, um, you know what I mean, when they have the whole lineup there, but um, it is very much something you could see a part of that, a part of something like if you watch Psych or Monk or Burn (laughs) Notice, a part of that lineup there, and it would fit snugly there um is this a show that i would say that you know amongst all this tv that's out right now on all these Mm -hmm. different platforms is this something you gotta stop to go like i gotta watch this right now uh (laughs) no it's it's not uh but it it makes for a good binge it's like something like when we talked about reacher on amazon prime Mm -hmm. um it's a good show uh solid show that you'll have probably uh, i I had fun watching it um but is it like one of the best shows i'll say that's on tv right now no it's not Mm um But it's just, it, it's just, it plays in its element very well. It's having fun doing it. I think it, it does a great job at executing it, executing its themes, executing its its premise. Um, great lead in Natasha Lyonne. Um, so for that, I would say it is, uh, I give it a highest stream for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you?
1: So I, I was a big fan of this show. I watched the initial premiere, but it didn't really grab me. So I kind of fell off on it for a while, but I kept hearing every single week it was airing that you know this is this is a really fun watch. You need to get on this, and I just sat down and binged it one day, and I ended up having a lot of fun. But I think a problem with the show is it's the same problem that a lot of episodic TV and just uh, anthologies and stuff that does kind of have this case of the week uh, style to it. It's that it some cases are just going to be more interesting or better than others. And I think that is very much the case here, where when the show is hitting with episodes like, uh, for me, uh, <clears throat> for me, like the, I think the third episode, like uh, episode four, nine, and the finale, which I think is awesome. I think that is Premiere TV. Everything else was just kind of, it's okay. This is a fun watch. This is very good network. Style television, but would I be rushing out to to watch this week to week like I have been doing with a lot of the uh, other premiere stuff? Like I have been doing with uh, uh stuff like The Last of Us, stuff like yellow jackets which I'm getting caught up on. No, not not really. But all in all, I think this show is still a very fun watch, but. I think the, the little bit of pacing issues of throughout the ten episodes. I think I would have to give this a very strong stream it. Hmm. Yeah, it is. It kind of does fall into that into that richer territory where this is great, entertaining network style television, which is a kind of TV that I've kind of I've really missed a while, especially with the with the age of this uh, prestige television. With the age of we're just taking a script that that couldn't get funding for a feature film and stretching it out to eight to ten episodes i think this does have have a flavor that has been missing from a lot of tv
0: Mm, yeah yeah it's good like i said good network style kind of tv um that you kind of see is it you know something that's game-changing and something's like, like i said stop everything you're doing you gotta watch it no it's not but it's still fun it's 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 still i think a, a good time to watch um so yeah,
1: yeah uh, a slight spoiler for this and this is uh the last episode which features ron perlman and just her interaction with uh, ron perlman in the finale i think is just a plus ryan johnson at his best kind of writing
0: yeah and that's what interested me in in this show. I was like, Natasha Lyonne plus Ryan Johnson. I was like, oh man, that sounds like a good winning combo. Um, and it's going to be like a detective murder mystery type thing. I was like, okay, I'm 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 even more interested now. Um, does this really like you know? Because uh, I don't know. Because I don't think he did. He direct any of these episodes uh, on Poker Face? I don't. I don't believe. He did. Uh, oh, yes, he
1: directed, directed uh, first two. Yeah, he directed. Yeah, he directed the first two episodes, and the finale is directed by, uh, he directed the first two, episode nine, which was the uh, the Joseph Gordon-Levitt episode, and Janitza uh, Bravo, who we know from directing Zola, she directed the finale.
0: Yeah. Um, I will say the, the penultimate episode, the one with Joseph Gordon-Levitt, I think that one's my favorite one. I think that one's my favorite <laughs> episode. Um, that
1: That's... Yeah, that's the one that uses the dramatic irony of us knowing who the killer is. I think the best out of all of these episodes.
0: Yeah, um, so I, I really like that one the best. Do you really feel like Ryan Johnson's like imprint on the show? Like, you feel like if you didn't know that you mm. know he created this, mm. he was behind it, would you feel like, oh yeah, I can tell, like this is a Ryan Johnson thing?
1: Hmm. Um. That's interesting to say because even though, as much as I like Ryan Johnson, I'm trying to think of anything in his resume that's, that, that stands out as saying that this is a Ryan Johnson thing in terms of, uh, of his writing or his cinematography. I think everything he does, it's. I'm trying to think how to phrase this. It's like he has this flavor with all of his projects, but I don't really know how to define it. Mm-hmm. Where it's like where he plays with a lot of uh, subverting expectations, but he still functions within the confines of whatever genre he's writing.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, you know, I, don't, I think he's got a certain style. I mean, what he does with Knives Out as a murder mystery is not what he does mm-hmm. with Brick as a murder mystery. Like that movie, mm-hmm. if you ever yeah, it, it, it's yeah, not what
1: he does. Yeah, yeah e- even with, uh, when he plays with sci-fi, like, uh, like The Last Jedi... Is very much distinct from something like Looper. Yeah,
0: uh, so it's interesting. Um, but yeah, uh, you all let us know if you guys check it out. Let us know what you think. Um, so that was um, Poker Face. Two streamits for that.